You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Brit Ball Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, welcome in to one and all. This is the Full 10 Yards Brit Ball Podcast. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're changing our tax a little bit today from our usual our usual podcast. And as you can see, we've got two lovely ladies uh, to, uh, as you're looking, I suppose, to the right of me and, and below me. And we'll get to those very shortly. But if you do like any of our content that we put out, please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, today's podcast is all about the women's game. We're going to give the women, uh, we're going to give the women's game some love and obviously some of the people uh, in it as well. As you can see, we've got, to my right, we've got Phoebe Schechter and uh, below me, we've got Laura Dye. Um, Phoebe, welcome you in first. Uh, Honour to have you on. I was looking through your Instagram earlier, and um, I mean, we could spend a whole uh, yeah a whole day talking about what you've done and what you currently do and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, um, obviously flying the flag uh, as one of the, the first NFL uh, female coaches with, with the Buffalo Bills. But yeah, you, you're GB American football captain, England Kabaddi captain. I don't even know what Kabaddi is. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you can tell me what that is as well. But um, yeah, absolutely honoured to, to have you on. Welcome in. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we finally got to make this work. It was awesome seeing what you've done with Laura in the past. So I was excited to be able to actually get the three of us here to talk together. Mm. So I'm excited for our conversation and, and of course, supporting the women's game. Yeah, absolutely. I say, be um, yeah. Say, so you two, you two seem to have known each other for years and years. I'm excited to learn how you, how you obviously cross paths and obviously uh, Team GB uh, has has a lot to do with that. But Laura, obviously, welcome you in. Um, is it one of a one of our? Uh, you're enrolled in in the the flying the flag scheme that we have here at the full ten yards, and obviously you're you're taking the first footsteps towards uh, uh, to to coaching. Uh, welcome you in. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Um, I think this is really cool, this, but, you know, thank you for paying for me, level one. I, I literally, oh, like I said to you, I literally put my details in just randomly and next minute you were like, yeah, I'll pay for it for you. Cool. Congratulations. So, the congr- we you. love we love sending the congratulations email here at the full 10 yards. The congratulations is one of the big, one of the perks of the job, send, sending, sending that. I know, I know I keep chasing you up to see if you've had your uh, your uh, practical test yet. And you, you, you assure me, obviously, that's still, that's still to come. There's obviously a bit of a, a back- backlog, but I'm sure yeah. you'll, you'll tell us. The, the moment you've passed, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure yeah, 100% of my, in my heart, know that you'll pass and you'll be, uh, you'll be well on your way into, in your, into your coaching career. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that in a, in a bit short, uh, in, in shortly about you know, where you want to go uh, as your as your playing days and maybe coming t- towards the back end of the, the back nine as they say um but Phoebe we'll come to you first like I say you um obviously trailblazing uh, in so many different facets of di- loads of different sports um but uh, I read the other day or well I, prior to sending the, the the rundown out that you actually got into American football because you actually wanted to expand your social circle tell us more about that yeah, I mean, I would just moved here from the States and I was working within horses. So it's kind of similar in a lot of ways because it's 24-7. Um, I was working six days a week for this um, awesome guy who's now the coach of the Dutch Olympic day, uh, team with three-day eventing. And really, I just wanted to get a bit of a taste of home as well as meeting new people. So when I saw an ad for American football on Facebook in Manchester, it was like the worlds had aligned and, and I just knew I had to, even though I'd never played a contact sport before. I, you know, I always say when you're out of your comfort zone, you're so much more willing to take risks. And for me, you know, that one decision changed my entire trajectory. 
Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to. I hope you like have a book or a memoirs released at, at some point because I'd love to read. <laughs> yeah, so you've got you've got more than enough uh, enough filler to fill those those pages. But Laura, um, have you got anything that beats that? How did you get into the sport? Did you did you find uh, a post on America on on Facebook and and, and trot down to a, to your local venue? No, I, actually, I was at um, Liverpool Pride, and if completely honest, never expected it. I was walking down a street in Liverpool, and there was a group of women walking towards me in full American football gear um, with gay pride flags and gay pride socks. And um, a lady came up to me and gave me a flyer and was like, like the page on Facebook. And little did I know until like a week later that she was actually the GM and the quarterback, Amanda Staples, of the Chester Romans ladies team. And the rest is literally history. Oh man, but I love I love those. So you say you're literally walking down the street, and then boom, American football hits you right in the face. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you're you're down as here as offensive line. Any particular reason why you took to offensive line over maybe defensive line or? Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe knows this wasn't it wasn't my choice. I didn't pick offensive line. Offensive line picked me. Right. There we go. Because um, when I played at Chester Romans, um, we only played the five-a-side format. So there was only one offensive line and I couldn't snap. So that was me out. And um, and then I was middle linebacker for my first season, had a bit of running back as well. Um, it was only when that I went to our Diamond Series that year and played the 11-a-side format that we used to run that when I went with the linebackers, the offensive line coach literally came over to the linebacker group and went, which one of you is Laura Dye? and that was the last time I got to play defense (laughs) nice and uh, and Phoebe um, I've got you down here as linebacker any particular reason or any draw for for a linebacker position just like running running the length of you know from side to side of the pitch and and laying the wood down on someone yeah actually I started at quarterback because of my American accent Uh, although there is no skill attached with that like I could not throw but we really didn't have anyone else either so I started and then our, who ended up being our national program quarterback, Joe Kilby, she joined the program and our head coach at the time was like, look, she's really good. We're going to have to find another position for you on this team. And I'd already had probably too much of an enjoyment out of the contact element of the sport. So like, why don't we just try you at linebacker, see what happens. I remember doing my first ever like box drill. And for me, that was it. I, I had no idea what I was doing, but I totally fell in love with it. And I was like, I just find someone who has the ball and hit them. Like, this is awesome. Why would I not <laughs> yeah, want to? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and as I say, the, uh, the women's the women's side of the game, especially in this country, doesn't get too much exposure. And there's probably not many people out there, including myself. I mean, I'm a, I'm a total rookie. Uh, I know you know like, tiny bits about the American, uh, the, the women's game. But Laura, just maybe want to give a bit of insight into anyone watching or you know, any females out there on, you know, what the how the women's side of the game operates from year to year. Has COVID been, you know, made things any different from from this year compared to previous years yeah so i could i could be wrong with the history of how the tournaments were set up so <laughs> phoebe can correct me but um i think this year because of covid we're just doing similar to the men's we're just doing like regional leagues um but unlike the men's uh games where they just have like one game every other sunday or saturday or whatever and mm-hmm. um, we actually play a tournament so like this weekend coming we should be playing two games um like the four weeks back we played two games 
Um, and we have four tournaments over the season, I think. And then pre-COVID, I think we used to have four tournaments and then um, like a bowl weekend, like a finals weekend. Um, but I don't think they're doing that this year. But yeah, we I think this year we've got four weekend tournaments. Okay. Phoebe, anything to add on that? No, I mean, you nailed it. And I mean, for us, I think what's been really cool, you know, Laura and I have really been doing this kind of since the beginning. And I think just to see the growth of it and how many more teams, you know, we started as pretty much one league or whatever you want to call it. And we'd all have to play each other around the country, but actually it's now grown where you've got a div one or a div two a North a South. I mean, all these things are just proof of, of how many people are really falling in love with the sport. So it's always, always great to see that. And again, excuse the naivety and, and the dumbing down of, of, the, of, the, of the women's game. You say, obviously you have, you play two games. Is that both on the same day? Is it still a 60 minute game? Is it short? And again, just to kind of give insight for maybe any, any girls out there watching that think, Oh, like, I don't, I don't fancy playing two games back to back or I do, you know, I do fancy playing two games back to back. So I think it's um, two games on one day and it's 20 minute halves. Right. Okay. I could, again, I could be wrong with the time because the time just flies on game day. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it's yeah. actually not, you know, you, you think two games. It's not like it's two 11-a-side games where you've also got special teams and, you know, there's there are no special teams. It's literally just offense and defense. So it goes quite quickly um, and you still, you know, you usually have a break in between. So you don't actually feel that exhausted. You know what I mean? I mean, if you really sure. break it down, you're probably only playing for – 20 minutes on yeah. offense or on defense right so yeah it's not yeah. so bad yeah that's what i mean and i say if anyone if anyone watching or anyone listening on 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 podcasts if you i say we can we can get laura and, and phoebe to give out their their socials if you want to find about a bit more information find those facebook posts and make the rest history as it as uh to coin a phrase earlier in the in the podcast um yeah laura obviously uh sign up to our find the flag scheme of second first steps in into coaching um I obviously talking to you prior to press and record button, you, you, you find a lot more enjoyment. You feel like you get a lot more out of, you know, uh, you know the, even the early stages of, of, of helping others. What, what kind of drew you to, you know, at what point did you think, oh, okay, I'm, go I'm going to try coaching? Was there a particular day or uh, injury, dare I say? Because uh, that obviously generally main, mainly uh, drives people to, to the coaching side of things. But what kind of drew you to coaching? Any particular aspect of the coaching side that's, uh, that you are, are looking to, to kind of fulfil? I think for me, it was it become a point where I have had a couple of big injuries over recent years, um, which have taken a lot of time out of my own like normal life, which I'm fine yeah. with. Like yeah. football, pretty much comes first a lot of the time. Um, but I think with the you know, and everyone probably says it, you know, with the pandemic and everything like that, I had a lot of time last year to sort of reevaluate what I was doing. Um, not necessarily football related, but like more like my own career and things like that. And alongside with that, I, I me and Phoebe had a video call one night and we had a chat. And then I also had a chat with Coach Laura Moore, who's at uh, Uni of Knots as well. So I just talked to them about like, because both of them are obviously doing so much coaching and I'm seeing it on the internet and I've seen them coaching, you know, in person and they've both coached me at some point and I just sort of came to them and was like, this is what I'm feeling. Help me, <laughs> help mm. me make that decision. I think it was Phoebe was like, you've already made the decision. Yeah. yeah. So just mm. stick with it. Mm. And then I think it wasn't not long after that, that you put your uh, post up about the coaching and paying for the level one. 
And I, like I said before, I literally just filled the form and didn't think anything of it until he emailed me a couple of weeks mm. later. Um, and then I was like, okay, so that is something telling me that this was meant to be. So, yeah, and absolutely. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And uh, Phoebe, when, when Laura obviously came to you, obviously um you know pondering whether or not to, to go into coaching and as someone who's been in her shoes um what, what was your advice to to Laura and again you know what what advice would you give her going forward as, as someone who's kind of reached the pinnacle of of coaching you know experiencing you know, a taste of the NFL in in with, with Buffalo yeah I mean I think the big thing is and Laura's being really humble about this but I've had the like honor of playing with with Di we call her for you know years now and you know, she's overcome some pretty immense injuries that a lot of people probably never would have even tried to do, you know, they would have, they would have just taken a step back and left, but, you know, she was able to turn herself around in a year and go and play for GB and her resilience is unbelievable. And like, even apart from that, her people skills as someone on the team that I've been able to play with, she is always the one that all all the players feel comfortable with and they go to and, and they absolutely love her. So, when it came to coaching and we, we had talked about it and again, just, just being friends, you know, like, like Laura said, she, the way that she was speaking with me, she'd already made the decision, but sometimes you just need that external source. Who's, who's a friend or, you know, able to be non-biased with you because it might be hard if you talk to your teammates, they might be like, no, keep playing. Like Mm. you're the biggest, best, fastest, strongest player on our team. Why would we want to lose you? But actually what you gain when you get Coach Laura now as your coach is massive because she brings all those skill sets and experiences a a player into the coaching realm. So it's, you know, at this point now, it's just building up that confidence. And I think for any young coach, the biggest thing is just getting experience and, and learning what it's like, learning, you know, we all make mistakes. Now, how do we correct them here? And that's okay. Like the bottom line has to be, it's, it's okay to be wrong, but if we're accountable for our actions and we admit that we're learning and then we'll be all right. And I think that's a really great quality that, that Di has. So I've, I've no doubt that she'll be successful in, in her coaching career. Mm, Coach Laura, that sounds good. sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> um, Coach Guy sounds better. Co- no, it does. He does <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll, I'll call, <coughs> me, I'll call you Coach for the rest of the podcast. How about that? Um, and any, uh, obviously, I know you've just taken kind of the first kind of st- steps into uh, the coaching sphere. But any particular aspirations that you have from from a coaching standpoint? You know, do you have anything as as high as trying to get to anything uh, in the NFL, or is it you know maybe putting it back into the Britball game here in this country with the with the line? Uh, any particular aspirations from a coaching standpoint for you? Is that for me or for you? That is for Laurie. Yeah, for yeah it's for Laurie. For me? Yeah. Oh, right. Um, sorry, I thought you were talking to Phoebe still. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, thanks, Phoebe. You said loads of nice things in. You know that's going to make me feel really awkward later. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Um, so I think for, for me, like what Phoebe was saying there is is because I'm so the beginning of this, like, journey if you like and it's like I feel like and I was I've been speaking to loads of people I just feel like a bit of a sponge at the minute you're just taking so much in from people who've done it a lot longer than you and I've learned from other coaches or whatever they've done so so I think um I think for me at the minute it's important to like gain that experience by learning off programs that are near me which is why I approached the Merseyside Nighthawks and I'm coaching Mm. there um but I think for me, the big goal would be 
to actually skip America and go to Canada. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd love to go coach out there. I've been following a lot of their programs since uh, me and Phoebe played there in Canada a couple of years ago. So um, it's always something that sort of caught my eye. But I think if I can't go that far, um, I I really like the Munich Cowboys setup that they've got in Germany. Like the the men's team, the the DC is a female and she's been playing for 15 years or something. So I think there's just, I think I would love to go there. I got this close to messaging her on Instagram and asking. Yeah, but I definitely will do once I get into a position where I understand a little bit more about things. So they don't want to turn up and be like, hey, I'm new here. Yeah. I, I want to, you know, bring something to them as well. So I think if I can't go to Canada, I'd like to go to Germany for a bit. Mm. Yeah, and that, that seg segues us actually quite nicely on to kind of the international game and in, in, in the GB Lions. Phoebe, tell us a bit about kind of where the women's where the women's game at GB Lions, where they are compared to kind of other countries in Europe and, and around the world. Because um, let's say people might be a bit more familiar with the men's tournament where they kind of sit. And um, tell, tell us where the, where the state of the women's game from a GB Lions standpoint and how they compare to the rest of the rest of the rest of the world. Yeah, so in 2019, we competed in the European Championships. Um, it was a round-robin tournament, so the kind of way that it was all seeded at the end doesn't always necessarily make sense, yeah. but um, it was. we ended up basically being in third, but really in comparison, we beat the number one seed. So in our heads, we're number one in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to worldwide, we were sitting fourth. So you've okay. got USA, Canada, and Mexico, and then ourselves. But this in 2022, we will have the World Championships, where it's really a really a reevaluation uh, of where everyone sits after that. I mean, this year we're really lucky in terms of we've kind of had an entire organization rebrand, literally in the sense of British American football, but mainly for us as as GB women, we've got a really exciting progressive head coach named Chris Stone who's come involved come involved with um, the program over here and we have the most diverse coaching staff the UK has ever seen uh, coach Dai is on it as well as one of our coaches so I mean not too shabby already on on the national program coaching but um, you know we just got so much experience we've got new ways of thinking we've got fresh blood into it um, so for us, I know it, it's something that we're really looking forward to and we're really excited to see what we can achieve with this new kind of life that's been injected into us. Sure. And just, just to re recall, that, that 20, was that 2019? Was that one in Leeds? Was that Birmingham? That was, yeah. on, that was on one here, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. of the same time. I remember watching a bit of that. I do remember. Yeah, Jesus. Was that 2019, two years ago? I Jesus know. Christ. Crazy. Jesus Christ. There we go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously, just talking about, um, just a bit more about your journey, uh, Phoebe, obviously, you with, with Buffalo, um, that kind of, the opportunity came in form, in form of an internship. Is, is that kind of how we get more people in this country to, to get onto teams, either in this country or like, Say in Canada, or, or, or we need to be providing more opportunities for 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 all types. You know, say it's, it's unfortunate we're still in a year or still in an era where you know women getting big jobs is still stigmatized. It drives me absolutely crazy. But you know, to try and destigmatize that, is it you know, are we looking in for, from Baffer's point of view to get internships to get you know opportunities to, for for women to have more opportunities to to get to where you've gotten to? 
Yeah, that's definitely the end goal, right? So it makes it much clearer in terms of building the processes in order to get there. But even if you're looking at just for any minority, which technically Brits fall under because we're not in the US and it's not our first sport, um, you know, then internship is really the way to go. You have to think there's only 32 teams. There's only X amount of staff on those teams it's going to be competitive and you're competing with everybody in the world, you know, yes, the U S but you've got people that are looking to get involved world worldwide. So there are definite pathways there for females now that are in place with the, um, like it's the NFL careers form, essentially is what we call it. That's an annual event. Um, you know, at the moment we have 12 different coaches, whether it's strength conditioning on field coaching, scouting that are involved with teams. So slowly it's building and then it's just going to be consistent and it won't be such a big deal anymore. If there's a, a female on, on the staff, it's just, okay, you're a coach and you happen to be a woman who cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, as BAFA, we absolutely want to be getting more opportunities. And even with a new kind of agreement that we have with the CFL, that doesn't have to just apply to our players, right? We can definitely apply that and want to apply that with our coaches and create opportunities. Um, that's something that we want more and more people to, to do is get out and go shadow. And, you know, I, I'd say from my own experience, I did, you know, I paid off my own back to go out to the States and be with Rich Wurzel and Oscar Rodriguez for two weeks in California. You know, you just stay on one of their couches. And that for me was the best experience because it showed me that's what I really wanted to do. But I'd say for any coach looking to get involved and get to a higher level or make it a full-time job, go out somewhere and experience Mm. that because sometimes it looks great on paper and you're like, yeah, it's really cool. I get to be a coach full-time, but without understanding what the day in and day out needs of the job are, you know, it's, it's not always that straightforward. No, and Laura, Laura, for you, say with with the hardest part being the personal grind of, of reaching out to people and, and going and, and getting your name out there. Was it was it a kind of a draw for you? That it is quite simple, just to say when you, you know, when you look at our oh, qualifications, you need is is you know you just need to start with a BAFA level one with you know some, some other you know prerequisites. Was it quite easy for you to make that decision when you did switch to say, oh, you know, I only need X, Y, and Z to then be able to put my name out there? Was that was that it was the lack of hurdles or the, the height of the hurdles, um, you know, an, another reason why you 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 felt drawn to to coaching? Yeah, so um obviously I've heard about the level one and level two throughout the whole playing career, but never really looked into it until last year anyway. Um, so I found that I think even with the pandemic, they probably made things a bit easier with Zoom and all of that because a lot of the material you can do exactly how we're doing now, obviously apart from the practical. So I yeah, it definitely does help. I think the only thing I'd, I'd say from because my own personal opinion is that just because you've got a piece of paper, you, sh- you can't really call yourself a coach because you've got a piece of paper. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I, I like recently I was doing research into like soccer and the coaching qualifications that their coaches have to go through. Obviously, I know that their sport is a lot more progressed than ours. And, you know, BAFCA will catch up at some point. Um, but, you know, like even to like get their level one it was like x amount of shadowing hours x amount of planning a progression report things like that so i think that obviously that's something that bafka will build over time right but and i but i think i mentioned this to phoebe last last time we talked about this but i i think it would be cool if bafka could bring in like a mentorship program having a mentor that you work under and shadow for so long and then 
bring that knowledge back to the women's game. That'd be cool. Yeah. And we no. do have like those people in place who want to be mentors, which is great. And now really what we need to do is just put out a who wants to actually be mentored. You know, we don't I think we need to have a better way of, of tracking our young coaches. And I mean, not even just young coaches, just any coach needs a mentor. Right. I've got a few different mentors that you can never stop learning. So I think for us as BAFCA, we really need to be much more active in that and, and get our list together to start actually pairing people up. Yeah. And would you say, Phoebe, that's kind of the, yeah, the, the, the hurdle that's currently in place just to stop the women's game from, and in the coaching women coaching uh, from getting to the next level and, and say, getting up there with, you know, well, obviously not to the levels of, of USA and Canada, because they're well-established and it's the, the, the way that that game's already you know, set up is, would you say that, that, you know, things like the mentorship or, or at least making everyone aware that it is so accessible is, is that kind of the next key goal then for, for BAFCA and, and the game? Yeah, it definitely is. And I, I mean, Laura said it before that half of it is going to be your experience. Are you willing to go and put yourself out there and learn, just be a fly in the wall, observe, you know, maybe a team will allow you to develop. But for us, even in the States, there are no real qualifications. You know, there's just experience. Your CV is what gets you a job. So the more people you can be around, the more people you can learn from, and then slowly identify what your method is, take pieces from everybody to create your own identity. Well, that's what's going to make you a good coach because you've seen that you've seen a lot and now you have confidence in yourself going forwards too. Mm, sure, absolutely. Laura, I think reading between the lines, I think there's a spot open on Phoebe's couch if you want to go and take it. And... <laughs> I, hey, I, all the time. All the time. All anybody the time. is welcome out here. And the <laughs> irony is that after this weekend, so Nadine, who is the DC at Munich, depending on who wins this weekend, if it's um, Algoy or Munich, we play the winners. So if Munich wins, we're playing them on the in the quarterfinals in two weeks. So Phoebe, uh, what, is, is Germany on the green list green yet? List. Yeah, we're is on it? the green list. Yeah, I told you come to on out. Um, <laughs> I'll talk to you after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to meet Nadine. Oh, oh yeah, come on out. She's so great. Cool. Um, and I must, I must know, I must know. I know we've we've mentioned it a few times as, as we've been going through the podcast. How did you two? How did you two first meet? Where did where did you? Was it as a Team GB game? Was it you know walking down Liverpool High Street where doing Pride? And... <laughs> you know, it must have been at one of the diamond practices. Yeah. And I think one of the things that rem I remember about you, Phoebe, I think one of the first times you sat next to me in classroom, you had your phone out. And you were taking pictures of my quad size compared to yours. Yeah. And I, and I was like, hello. <laughs> um, and I think that's one of the, my first vivid memories. I mean, for the rest is probably on the field. Field. I've probably tried to catch her on a second level block a, a number of times. Like, um, but yeah, that's one of the first memories that I really remember. <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. So to be clear, I'm almost five foot four, and die, you're six foot. What now? Like one or two, if I stand up yeah. properly. <laughs> yeah. So our our limb length is not quite equal, <laughs> but that's the cool part about football. You know, you get yeah, right. people of all different heights <laughs> and sizes playing. But no, I'd, I'd say that was pretty accurate in terms of our first time meeting at the development day, um, and then we got to share captaincy together, which was really cool. And and we like it too because I'm 16 and and die 61. So you know we get to stand next to each other. We got the same kind of numbers in there. So we've you know, it's, I feel very fortunate that we've been able to to 
play with each other for so long now. Yeah, I love it. Love it. And uh, let's say, Laura, very, very, I'm sure Phoebe echoes the sentiments. I'm very excited to see where you where you kind of end up a couple of years down the line. I'd love to have you on the podcast and say, oh, I've done, I've coached in Canada or I'm coaching in Canada or X, Y, and Z. So, um, yeah, can't wait to see kind of where your journey goes. Um, and I say, glad to, glad to even be, you know, the, the, help you get on, the, on, a, on that first step. Um, but before we round off, um, Phoebe, obviously you do a hell of a lot of other things. And I just wanted to kind of get um, a bit of um, love for, yeah, I, I see you do some things with the UKG just want to maybe want to give a bit more exposure to to what that's all about how you got into it and what it aims to achieve yeah absolutely i think that's probably everyone's number one question is what is the uk dukes um essentially we use american football as a tool to get people active and engaged with the sport um but we do schools programs so you know we'll go in and we'll we'll teach the teachers how to the, how to deliver American football, flag football, non-contact. Yeah. Um, we put on camps and clinics. Uh, we've just recently worked on a, on a basically like a flag football app in, uh, in partnership with uh, Russell Wilson in the States and NFL mm, flag, right. mm. which has been pretty cool for us. Pretty crazy. Just creating a curriculum. But I mean, my colleague, Kenny Bello is, is the brains behind it all for sure. You know, he started it by doing trick catches. He's got these amazing ways of catching the football. Uh, and unfortunately, I have to give him credit for teaching me how to catch a football. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think we just we just try and get as many people engaged through sport. And uh, we've been really fortunate to be able to travel the world doing what we love. And we want to continue to do that and get more people to fall in love with flag football uh, and, and hopefully, you know, we've got a, a really invested interest into flag football itself, just because of the opportunities that it now presents and and how so many people can get involved with the sport. It's it kind of removes a lot of the barriers in terms of understanding the start and stop nature of it. There's less rules, less people. Yeah. Um, and it's just really quick paced. And, and obviously you don't need much equipment. So it's a lot more affordable for for everyone really yeah absolutely it's, it's the equivalent of the jump jumpers for goalposts isn't it for for, for soccer so to speak yeah. but yeah i mean i mean i i would love i mean being a one-man man band on the Britball team here at 14 yards i'd love to be able to give more exposure to the flag game but i look at just like the list of teams and just what goes on in flag it's just like i haven't it's, it would have to be a full-time job essentially so uh <laughs> I, I, I i i will try i will endeavor uh when, when it, yeah as, as tight as time goes on um but phoebe also yeah last question for you i, I also noticed last year that you were able to get onto the um, the NFL overtime couch on, on Sky Sports. What, how, uh, how did you, how, how's that been on, on telly and kind of being under, under the spotlight? Yeah, I mean, I loved it just because you get to just talk about football. And in a time that we were all desperately looking for football, it was great to be a part of that. Um, you know, being reunited with Jeff Reinbald, who I've worked with a few times in the past, he's wonderful. Um, you know, and, and it's just exciting to see what you know, not just Sky or BBC, but what everyone's trying to do to grow the sport, bring the NFL into people's homes. So it just makes it so much closer and and it makes it something that people can actually start to really buy into and understand when it's actually put in front of them more. So, yeah, I mean, I felt so lucky to be able to be on the show and, and can hope to continue it again this year. I mean, the host of it, Hannah Wilkes, is wonderful. So, yeah, it's, it's a, a very cool experience and, and definitely one I hope to keep going mm. <clears throat> laura laura do you fancy a bit, bit of a tv air time in the future at some point mm, i don't think i've got a face for telly but <laughs> will tell uh, it's all about the swag it's all about the swag you just got exactly. you just got 
I mean, look, look at my can... face. My face is on the screen, and you say you'll be you'll be more than all right. <laughs> if I can, if I can wear my bucket hat, I'll do it. Yeah, that's okay. official. <laughs> look, look forward to look forward to seeing that at some point in the future. Uh, okay, cool. Before we get out of here, then Phoebe and Laura, we'll get you obviously to give you socials and say if anyone, any any females that are watching and listening and have been you know inspired or, or want to kind of just kind of know a bit more about the the sport and how to get involved. Uh, just maybe want to give out some your socials or you know how people can contact you if they want more information. Uh, Laura, start with you. So my, I'm quite big with Instagram. I think it's the best thing ever, if I'm honest. Um, so my Instagram handle is at die61, but 61 written in words. Um, and yeah, like follow me if you want to. It's random gym stuff, my dog, um, my wife, and a lot of football. Um, but just for anyone that's thinking of doing it, like I, ca I can't stress enough that even if you go back on my Instagram to just before I found football, you can see that the life that I was leading then, and then my first photo of, you know, rookie day, the Instagram has completely changed. Now I'll never change the history of my Instagram. I like, cause I need to keep that there. Cause I feel like Absolutely. you've always got to look, you've always got to look back to see how far you've come, which is why I always say to anyone who's ever injured, I don't care whether you're, you know, whether you play men's ball or women's ball, whatever, you've got to take photos of your progress. Otherwise, you, otherwise you're still going to think it sucks six months later. And really, it doesn't suck that bad. Um, but I, I, I do think like me and Phoebe are quite active on Instagram, especially Phoebe. because She's got so much to post about. <laughs> um, so I know it can be hard to keep up, but we are a really friendly community. So I can guarantee you there'll be a team near you. If not, I'll find you on. Um, I know that there's a lot of women actually playing men's ball at the moment because they're actually so far away from women's teams. Get in touch and let's see what we can do. I found a, a player playing for Lance Wolverines, you know, the other week for the men's team. And mm. I was like, where? She was like, I've been playing for three years. I was like, I've never met you. Why? So just don't be afraid to speak to us. Like I was, I was terrified speaking to Phoebe the first time, you know, we talked, but now I couldn't imagine a football career without her. So, you know, just put yourself out there. That's the key message that I've been taking away from everything. If you don't put yourself out there and if you get it wrong, say, I got it wrong. My bad. It's on me. And don't do it wrong next time. Everyone gets one. Everyone, everyone gets one. Going to Spider-Man. Um, Phoebe, how, 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 again, I, I was looking for your Instagram earlier. I think it was a, a congratulations or I think you had a marriage in the family. Was that, was that, is that correct? I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not an Instagram yeah. person. Yeah. So, um, well, definitely echoing what, what Di said. And actually the, the girl who just got married was our first team GB captain. So oh, okay. that, it was very cool. Football, football yeah, family. very cool. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So no, it was, it was great to, to be at her wedding. Um, but yeah, you can reach me on anywhere, Phoebe Schechter, uh, on Twitter, it's Phoebe S underscore PT. Um, but definitely everything that, that Di said, I mean, I think all of us seem to have this way of, of football just kind of finds us and just follow that sign, right? Just if it kind of twitches in your head, you're like, hmm, that's kind of odd that this is happening and now this is happening. Just go with it. Don't don't be afraid. Um, but we're a really open community. community. We want to help each other as much as possible. Uh, and even if you don't want to necessarily be a player, there are so many roles. You can be a coach. You can be an official. You can be admin you know the the list goes on and on and on so we're just one big family we want to we want to just have a great time and uh and it's a pretty cool sport with a great bunch of people to get involved with 
Yeah, absolutely. And so if there, if there are any people out there that want to be a coach or want to be official, you can sign up to our Fly in the Flag scheme like Laura did and you can embark on, on wherever, wherever you want to go. We can try and help you. So make sure you head over to full10yards.com and, and follow the Britball kind of menu bar and, and, and sign up to that scheme there. Because if we pick you, we will pay for your course. We can get you qualified in level one. Um, we are still working our way through some of the people that are still uh, registered on that. We will get to you. We promise. We promise. We promise. promise. But anyone is that is looking forward to the NFL season that is coming up very shortly indeed. If you want to get it all ready for the, for the NFL season, we have created an NFL guide uh, over 400 pages long. It's got all 32, te- 32 teams covered. It's got a, a nice little article on there about women in the sport as well. So uh, I say, if you want to want to buy that, I think it's, it's 4 99 but if you use the code yard, you get a pound off. And I say every single penny that goes from themselves goes into flying the flag scheme to help people like Laura uh, and achieve their, their coaching or officiate if you want to official out there, their officiating uh, ambitions. But uh, pleasure, th- pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much to Phoebe uh, and Laura for joining us. Uh, we'll be back a bit later in the week with the elite, uh, week 11 preview for the men's adult contact. Um, and then, yeah, next week, hopefully we'll have another, another podcast as well, just giving a bit more air time to some teams or to some people that don't normally hit the airwaves. So hopefully you can join us for that when we do it all again for 